Hi, I'm Russell Bishop. Almost everyone agrees the wetlands are precious, but a government plan to put a highway through them and along a woodland corridor to Fremantle was very controversial. Remarkably, the land for what would become the Row 8 and Row 9 extension was actually set aside for a highway back in 1955 and was also the subject of vigorous community protests in the 70s and 80s until the project was scrapped by the McGowan State Government in 2017. Some extraordinary people were involved in the fight for the wetlands, too many to mention. So let's just meet a few of them and hear their stories. Hi, I'm Kim Drabnix and I was a coordinator of Rethink the Link. We set up the campaign when we had the Greens working and they were very good at outreach. Save Billy Wetlands was something that was local, it was something people were involved in, it was about justice, social justice as well as the environment, so it ticked lots of boxes. They had been working for decades on the environment, we were really good at outreach and we decided to collectively take this as a another view to the people, especially those people along this proposed freeway, to say there's so many more issues here. There's health issues, there's the traffic issues, there's logistic issues. We could get out and door knock, um, market stalls, town hall meetings. We had social media, we knew how to work with media. So by knocking on people's doors, and instead of telling them what was happening, we would ask them what they knew, what they'd like to know. Asking people and giving them a chance to ask questions that they wanted to hear about meant they engaged at their own level. This road has been pushed upon us with no community consultation and we are consulting ourselves and we are forming our own opinions and we do not want this road. And that's how we worked and that's why so many people became involved and stayed with us in the long term because they were well informed, they had the chance to check, fact check what we were saying, we just didn't ask them to believe us and they had the trust in us then that what we were doing was right. Why, 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 you make me want to cry, cry, cry. And we had plenty of people who were trying to say that we were lying about things and we always brought out the facts and saying, this is not just us making this up, this is what's you know, reported around the world, like the World Health Organisation saying there was no safe level of diesel, so we're saying we shouldn't be putting a freeway through a major um, suburban area, major populated area, with this carcinogen coming through. Uh, look, I, you know, people will protest, but the project is going ahead. There is going to be no further discussion about that. Safe Billy Wetlands had been working for decades, and they didn't give up. We were not going to give up when people were telling us it's all done deal. And people were realising that we're not going to stop when this social injustice was happening. And that's deep in, doesn't matter what political persuasion, social or injustice is deep in people's souls and they won't let that get passed. So when we were told it was a done deal, we didn't believe it. So when those fences started going up, 
and the, the bulldozers were moving in and we knew it was going to happen soon but we still didn't trust them. People were so angry but they were so engaged. People wanted to be there and do whatever they could. Our numbers were engaged in the campaign, doubled in those weeks after this started. They were not going to take this line down. We're walking with beauty surrounding us as we walk the beauty way. Because this is a, a fairly Fremantle-based campaign, we have a lot of wonderful musicians, so it was no surprise when Musicians came out of the woodwork and at every part of the campaign they would offer their time and their love and their music to keep us together. jobless hippies or we were professional protesters so we said let's get out there be uniformed bring a sign saying I'm a doctor and I'm against railway I'm an accountant I'm a postie and whatever we had mayors councillors everyone turned up doctors with stethoscopes around their necks. so many people turned up that day and saying I'm an ordinary person I'm a citizen and I do not want this road to go through People do have a right, a democratic right, to protest. Uh, they do not have a right, however, to break down fences, uh, to force themselves onto the site and to interfere with people lawfully going around their, about their business. It surprised us that so many people were prepared to step out of their comfort zone and be, and, and be arrested for this thing that, you know, this is not something that West Australians normally do. They're very comfortable, they'll watch from a side, but this time this injustice was so deep. When we realised that we won, that uh, the government had changed, the euphoria from all the campaigners was amazing. It was just the highlight of people's lives. That night was the most incredible night. So many people turned up, so many people were so happy. We lifted the roof off. It was absolutely amazing. It was interesting to see politicians think that they could um, break the will of people, that they could fool them that um, they could take them for granted. I think politicians have learnt that people can't be taken for granted. They're not fools. They will inform themselves given the chance and they will see through lies and misinformation, but you need to come together to make sure that that comes out. So the truth is so important. People don't stand by and watch injustice. They need to step up. What you walk past is what you accept is, is a great saying. And so people know that they need to, need to just get outside their comfort zone and do the right thing sometimes. And they feel proud of themselves for doing that.
By any measure, it was a truly grassroots campaign. But the Save Belia Wetlands and Rethink the Link campaigns also had a powerful ally in a group of around 35 university professors who brought some serious academic muscle to the fight. Hi, I'm Andrea Gaynor and I'm a convener of the Belia Group of Professors for Environmental Responsibility. So the Belia Group of Professors for Environmental Responsibility was formed in late 2016 when a Murdoch academic, Megan Jasaglav, noticed that there were quite a few academics um, in and around the Row 8 protest sites. So she approached these people, got them together, uh, a core group formed and from there, the professors um, started issuing press releases, writing letters to the editor, uh, making videos and, um, you know, just generally joining in to provide a, a kind of expert um, commentary and expert input to the opposition to the Row 8 extension. It really is a road to nowhere. If they build it, it will never be seen as anything other than a scar on the landscape. The Belia professors come from a wide range of academic disciplines, um, from urban planning to ecology to history. So some of them were more concerned about air pollution, some were more concerned about the social impacts, um, and some were more concerned about the impacts on the urban fabric of Fremantle. Other than that, there were the Aboriginal heritage impacts, the health impacts, a really wide range of things that were wrong with Row 8. And I think it was the, the cumulative um, totality of those diverse um, impacts that really brought us together. Us Noongars have every right to be here. This is our sacred place. It has been since the beginning of time. Yeah. Now, it is very important and sacred to us, this site. It is Wargal dreaming. It is rain dreaming. I think everybody was appalled about the lack of transparency and the kind of corruption of due process um, that we could see in the decision making around Row 8. So uh, everyone was also appalled by the, the wanton destruction of what was obviously a much loved area of bushland and wetland. Some of our members had been involved in opposition to Row 8 or Row 9 or its um, you know, various uh, sequels or prequels since the 1970s and 1980s. Certainly uh, Professor Peter Newman had been involved in the campaign to stop Row 9, the, the kind of Fremantle end of the Row Highway, back in the early 1970s. Similarly, Phil Jennings um, had been involved back to the Farrington Road dispute in the 1980s. The bulldozing of the forest and wetlands proceeded at a rapid rate. Within a few days, a deep gash more than 50 metres wide had been cut through the forest and wetlands. Various other members, including um, Carmen Lawrence, had also had a long-running association with the attempts to stop uh, Row 8 or have it taken out of the Metropolitan Region Scheme for many, many years. So um, whilst some of us were relative newcomers to it, there were these, these veterans um, of various campaigns along the way to prevent this madness. Well, I think also you will find that uh, a great many people, probably a majority in the southern suburbs, want Row 8 to be built. 
So we were able to bring our academic expertise in a range of different areas from health to ecology um, and lend uh, more credibility, more mainstream credibility to the campaign because there was an element um, uh, of the government denigrating the campaigners as unemployed layabout hippies, uh, which was of course a complete misrepresentation, not that so-called hippies don't have rights to protest and valid views as well. We have seen that the law has let us down and so people are taking action to show their opposition. The project will go ahead and if they continue to protest and interfere they will be arrested and charged. Protest on January the 12th in 2017 was it was an emotional roller coaster really because it was exhilarating being among so many committed people and being part of such a, a, a large uh, action involving civil disobedience um, and being able to hold that site even for a couple of hours um, was really reaffirming. But then, of course, once the police moved in and we were all pushed back uh, and the clearing recommenced. Uh, it was it was quite depressing because we knew that even with over a thousand people, I think um, it was um, it was going to be very difficult for us to um, hold hold up action um, for significant periods of time. The depth of community opposition to the clearing work uh, for Row Eight really made me realise how much people loved uh, that part of the bush. I mean, there were many issues at play in Row 8 and a lot of people were absolutely incensed about the way in which the government rode roughshod over um, Aboriginal heritage, um, over uh, environmental protection and so on. There were issues of corruption and transparency that had a lot of people enraged. But it was also very clear that there was so much love for the wetlands and the bushland around it. And that, I think, was what a lot of people were committed to in um, turning up at these protests uh, and witnessing the destruction that was taking place day after day, especially when there was a fair likelihood at the time that this destruction was going to be entirely needless because the Labor government had committed to um, stopping the highway should it win. Since Row 8, the Belia Group has continued to, to work for um, environmental responsibility. We've been involved in making submissions to inquiries, um, meeting with ministers, lobbying for yeah, environmentally responsible um, decision-making in government. So that's been one, um, another good outcome, I think, of the, the Row 8 conflict for the long run. The whole idea of the Perth Freight Link, according to its supporters, was to get big trucks out of the suburbs, principally off Leach Highway. But the city of Coburn was determined that wasn't going to happen if it meant harming the environment. Kaya, hello, my name is Logan Howlett, the Mayor of the City of Coburn. My wife and I first moved into this area 48 years ago. We moved here because of the pristine wetlands and bushland settings, a place where we could see that our family could grow up and learn to explore and understand the nature of our environment and what we need to do to protect it. Moving here was quite a huge change for us 
to take on board and appreciate and value what was there before our very eyes and we've ever since been fierce protectors of that environment. We could see that changes were taking place with the Fremantle ports and need to create a new outer harbour and that was the future and we saw the need to start exploring that opportunity and there was no need to build row eight because it really it was a road to nowhere. The highway extension provides five kilometres of two two-lane carriageways. In the wetlands area, there will be major bridges, including pedestrian and fauna underpasses. Around Bibra Lake and North Lake, there's, uh, I believe, 13 sacred Aboriginal sites, very, very important to the Aboriginal people, but to everybody indeed. And of course, that uh, pristine environment where children, when over years, um, have grown up and explored and learnt a little bit about nature, and in many cases, of children that we know have gone on to study at university and to become engaged in the environmental sciences and in that world of exploration, so important for our future. And a trail of damage was left behind along the roadside and in the woodlands. By the time the EPA report on Farrington Road was released in early October, the environmental damage had already been done. Uh, we always knew from probably about 1980 that there was a tremendous feeling um, within the community about these wetlands and the bushland areas that they needed to be protected. That started with the Farrington Road dilemma when this council, against all environmental considerations, bulldozed through Farrington Road. So that was the start of it all for us, our family and really our community. I was absolutely heartbroken. Uh, having worked in state government for many, many years in senior positions, I could not understand. There was no communication. There was a lack of respect and value for Aboriginal uh, history and heritage and their culture. And there was a lack of really understanding where the road network should be going, going forward. So um, very disappointed and stunned by the fact that um, the Barnett government of the day cut this huge scar through that bushland area. I was down there at different times, um, from early in the morning at late at night, um, addressing the people that were down there, talking to people, just wandering around and just listening to what people were saying and seeing the expressions on their face and the heartbreak that it brought to so many people. I think it's the role of the community, grassroots democracy, people standing up and people speaking up, which is so important from, from what I saw, children from four and five years of age through to teenagers, through to young adults, right through to people in their senior years, standing up saying this shall not happen, it cannot happen. It was overwhelming. Um, while there was some minor opposition, um, the overall majority of people everywhere I went and even people to this day come up to me and say thank you. And I say no, thank you, because we did this together. I think it's a standout example of how communities, and I always say to people even to this day, the people power will win through if it's consistent 
It's full of passion and emotion, but of course it needs to also to be factual in the information that's been presented. So get your facts right, become emotional and passionate about what you want to do, and you can achieve anything at all. And I say this to our children and to our grandchildren today and to school groups I talk to, if you want to get something done, become passionate about it, but importantly, get the facts. Special thanks to Linda Blagg from Sunday Arvo Pictures and 10 News First Perth for making this episode possible.